Hi, hello, what is up? Welcome to the Joy Comes in the Morning podcast, a podcast where I pray you leave feeling more encouraged than you were before you started listening to this. My name is My Unique, but you may know me as Instagram for Believers. Let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Hi, hello, what is up? Welcome back to another episode. I am so glad that you guys are tuning in. Whether you are listening on your way to work, on your way to school, I do not take it lightly that you are choosing to take time out of your day to listen to me ramble. And hopefully it's not rambly. Hopefully um, you get something out of today's episode. I pray you do. Or I just pray that if you know someone that's struggling in this area, that you actually send them this podcast to help encourage them. Um, today I decided to take um, a question that I get quite often actually in my inbox and in my DMs or whatever. And just kind of hopefully um, encourage someone and kind of just break this down into what I call simplicity or like simple terms, which is how do I get closer to God? I think it's the beginning of the new year and there are so many people who are just wanting to to just really spend an intentional time with the Lord this year. They have set like this year of like, I am going to be committed to spending more time with the Lord. I'm not going to be that Christian that just like keeps trying to live life without him. Like you are committed to the cause, but sometimes you don't know where to start. And so disclaimer, I don't know if there's a specific way to do this. My prayer is that it helps point you in the right direction. There are so many different scriptures and verses that you can actually pull from the Bible to help support um, so many different areas on how we can get closer to the Lord. But in my opinion, the best way for me to get closer to the Lord is to actually keep things simple. And so what do I mean by that? I just believe that the gospel is very simple. Um, there are times and even where I'm talking to people or even listening to a message and I feel like I can feel tension when it becomes overcomplicated and here's the thing the gospel is very simple and I also believe that having a relationship with the Lord is actually simple and I think that we overcomplicate it we um, tend to surround our thoughts with if we're doing it right and how do we do it and so I just think keeping it simple in James chapter 4, verses 8 through 10, it says to draw near to the Lord and he will draw near to you. And the crazy thing about the scripture is that call to draw near is actually both an invitation and a promise. It is an invitation for you to draw near to the Lord. And it's a promise that he is actually going to draw near to you. There's a theologian, um, Clark, who says, when a soul sets out to seek God, God sets out to meet that soul. So while we're all drawing near to him, he is drawing near to us. So what does it mean to draw near? Charles Spurgeon, who I know most of you guys have actually heard of, he says it, what, me, what it means to draw near is, is to draw near in the different aspects of your life. It means to draw near in worship. It means to draw near in praise and prayer. To draw near means to ask counsel of God. It means enjoying communion with him. It means to draw near in the general course of your life. This scripture also says or shows us that God has a desire to have a close relationship and fellowship with you. It says draw near to God and he will draw near to you. It doesn't say that he's just going to sit there and watch you um, just continue to draw near. It doesn't say that he's going to forget you. It doesn't say any of that. It says that he will actually draw near to you, which means, hey, I don't know if you know this, but God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants it. You're his son. You're his daughter. Like he desires to have a relationship with you. And 
when I look at it in that kind of terms, I, I tend to look at relationships in my own life and I say, God, if I want to draw near to you, I ask my sim- myself the simple question is how do I how do I draw near to people? Not to say that we should like that's weird. That's a weird terminology. Let me let me rephrase that. In order to get closer to God, sometimes I ask myself, well, how do I get closer to people? And this is what I mean by I take it and I put a more simplistic um, lens on it to help me understand what that means for me and God. And so I'll put it this way. If I make a new friend at church, right, I'm attending church and I meet someone and I kind of just like, hey, I want to get closer to this person. I want to grow a relationship with this person. I want to develop a friendship. I look at this person and I'm like, hey, I want to get closer to you. How do I do that? How do I do that? And so I think for me, when I ask, how do I get closer to God? I look at look at it in the way that I look at my human or fleshly relationships. And I say, well, to, to get closer to if I was talking to this random person at church, um, that means I'm going to have to spend time with this person. That means I have to spend time. And so when we look at it in our relationship with the Lord, this means we get to spend time um, talking to him and, and, and praying with him. So in complete layman terms it means um spending time with the lord by reading his word or having what we all call quiet time and then spend time praying if you don't really know how to do this or what it looks like i encourage you to start with a baby step process maybe you're a new believer maybe you just stepped into this whole like christian life and you are trying to figure out what to do how to do it um when i was a youth pastor for a couple of years i taught my students this thing called 10 and 10 which is something that i actually learned from um a youth pastor that was when i was younger and so what this means is to do 10 minutes reading or meditating on the word and then spend 10 minutes in prayer with god and so granted 10 is a very small number but they say it takes 21 days to build a habit I started off reading just about 15 minutes of the word a day when I was about 18 years old. And slowly but surely, the more time I spent, the more um, my heart just became just in awe of the word of God. And 15 minutes turned into 30 minutes, 30 minutes turned into an hour and an hour ended up turning into two hours. Like I am that type of person where I can really just get lost in the word of God just because I'm in such awe and like, just wonder by reading through these scriptures and so again baby step process I didn't just start off reading the bible like an hour a day or two hours a day it really was a baby step process and so if this is your first time doing this or maybe you're just trying to get back in the habit of reading your word start with the 10 and 10 maybe 10 is a small number for you and you want to start 15 and 15 spend 10 minutes or 15 minutes reading your word every single day and 10 or 15 minutes in prayer This will help you build what we call a spiritual discipline. The sad reality is there is many Christians that are unfit because they are undisciplined. Nobody drifts into discipline. It doesn't just happen when you wake up. If I wanted my body to be fit like it was in high school, and trust me, I had, I'm 30 now, so 
my mom has just like she loves teasing me about how um, I'm getting set in like my adult body. Um, when I was in high school, I did basketball training. Basketball is my favorite sport. Love to play. Love to watch. Um, definitely have such a love in my heart for for basketball. But when I was in a, between a freshman and senior in high school, we did intense basketball training. We did these things called stadium runs where we would run through our football stadium up and down the stairs and around this large patch of I don't even know there was like stuff from the school that was like broke and stuff like that and so they just threw it behind this field and so we would run we would hit our weight room every single day we would run the mile like this is how I trained my body to keep up when it came to playing basketball and when I say I was in tip-top shape I promise you guys doing that every day under my coaches and with my team I was in the best shape of my entire life I ran the minute the mile in six minutes that is a huge accomplishment for someone like me now don't even ask me how how many how much it's going to take me to run a mile like I, I really don't know it's probably going to be a very very sad number um because running is definitely like not my thing uh pray for me because I'm hoping to get back in shape this year uh to where I don't walk up and down my stairs and start breathing heavy you know just little things like that but I built a discipline in my body by doing those things every single day and then when it stopped my discipline when my discipline stopped I noticed that it took me longer to run I noticed how I would slouch out slouch around more than I usually would it's how I trained my body and in the same way we as believers actually need to train our spirits otherwise we become sluggish we become weak this is why the apostle Paul tells Timothy hey train yourself for godliness for while the body training is of some value godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also the life to come which is 1st Timothy chapter 4 verses 7 through 8 we need to train our bodies to spiritually be what we want it to be a lot of times people are like oh well I fall asleep reading my bible like train yourself move around your time to make sure it's where you are alert and awake like we have to start training ourselves every day to be in the word of God. Now, this can mean just reading one scripture and meditating on it. I actually love the Bible app and you doing like Bible plans throughout my week. And so maybe it looks like that. I don't know what it looks like to you. But when I tell you, when you set your mind to this and commit yourself to spending time with the Lord every single day, it will help you grow closer to God. The next thing I'm going to actually suggest is to limit your distractions. Like I just said, I once had someone message me and they were like, well, every time I read the Bible, I fall asleep. And I'm like, girl, like the enemy wants you to fall asleep because he doesn't want you to get closer to the Lord. Like we have to start paying attention to our surroundings, our distractions. I once heard someone say, and I wasn't, I'm not sure if this was like a pastor or whatever. I'm pretty sure it was from a book I read, but they said, do whatever you can to make it easy for people to reach Jesus. And I love that quote. And even more so, I just love taking that kind of philosophy and adding it to our lives is do whatever it takes 
Do whatever it takes to make sure you can get to Jesus. Do whatever it takes to limit the distractions that are keeping you from growing closer to the Lord. We live in a world that is full of distractions from our phones to things like Netflix, social media, even people. But when I tell you guys there is nothing more important than protecting your relationship with the Lord, like this should always come first. This relationship will be the thing that matters most in this life and the life to come. In Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42, we read the story of Mary and Martha. It's an infamous story. If you have not heard it, I would encourage you to check it out. I'm not going to read all of the scriptures here on this podcast, but something about this passage of scripture is that Martha was busy being distracted by trying to do for the Lord, that she wasn't prioritizing simply being with the Lord. She's like, I've got to cook, I've got to clean, I've got to do this. And then she says, Lord, Mary's just sitting on her butt. Not literally, but like she's just sitting there. Can't you tell her to help me? Can you tell her that we have so much to do? And then the Lord says to her, again, this is Luke chapter 10, verse 41 through 42. It says, but the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. Mary realized that there was nothing more important in that moment than sitting at the feet of Jesus. How much better would our walks with the Lord be if we had this attitude, if we carried this heart posture like Mary and said, there is nothing more important than sitting at the feet of Jesus. There is nothing I need to be concerned about. I don't need to be concerned about what show is is trending on Netflix. I don't need to be concerned about getting back to these text messages and calls. I don't need to be concerned about, about any of these things because all I need to do is sit at the feet of Jesus. Man, how much better would our lives be If this is what we prioritize this year, if this is before any goals that we have set for our new years, before um, creating the content or making that video, before anything else, what would our lives look like if we simply prioritize the Lord first? But not only prioritize the Lord, I encourage you to take it a step further and remove those distractions Distractions are always going to keep you from Jesus. The only thing that I need to have during my quiet time is actually my Bible and my journal because I'm a journaler. Sometimes people are like, oh, I just use my phone and like I put it on do not disturb. And that's okay. But I would encourage you this year to dive in a little deeper because even in using your phone, sometimes there's a message that pops up. There's an email that comes through. There's There's a notification from some social media app. And that's all it takes for you to be distracted from keeping your eyes off of Jesus. For me personally, again, I just I just use my Bible. I am such a physical Bible type person. It's actually the only time I use the Bible app on my phone is if I need to actually look up a scripture real quick or if I'm doing like a Bible plan in itself and I, I do it through my phone. But outside of that, like just give me a good old Bible and a pen and a highlighter and I am good to go. Make sure you remove those distractions. If that means getting out of the room with a TV source in it, like sit in your kitchen at, a, at your kitchen table and just read your word. Whatever it takes, I encourage you to prioritize that and make sure you are committed 
to removing distractions and sitting at the feet of Jesus. Another way I believe that we can actually get closer to God is through the help of family and friends and community that love him. In Proverbs 27, 17, it tells us that iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens his friends. I believe so much in the power of community. I believe so much in having Christian friends that can encourage you and uplift you and point you to the Lord. I believe in friends that can actually call you out of your sin. Friends that say, hey, you're, you're not living the right way. Hey, I just, I'm concerned about this thing or this relationship or, you know, whatever it may be. You need friends that can sh- sharpen you. You need friends that can point you to the Lord. And I'll be the first to tell you guys that I have had it both ways. I have friends that love the Lord and I have friends that they don't. They don't care for a relationship with the Lord. And I promise you, in both of these friendships and re- like relationships, I have seen the difference in how my ref- my friends choose to respond to the things that I'm going through. Whether it be, you know, just a hard season of life, having heartbreak, whether it be with even the submission of authority. Like, I have two sets of friends that actually give me two different answers. And so... I know where my heart is and I know where my relationship with the Lord is. Therefore, I don't really listen to my friends that don't know the Lord and their opinion. Like I hear them, but I don't necessarily take their advice. But when I have friends who I know love and care so deeply about their relationship with the Lord and they also care about mine, it helps me to put things back into perspective. We all need people. The beautiful thing about having friends is that when you are feeling down and out they are the ones to keep carrying you until you're ready to get back on your feet and in the same way there have been many times where I kind of just find myself pulling away from the Lord and when I know I'm planted in the right community I have people that are like hey my you want to come to church you want to come to this event you want to just come hang out at life group you want to have this bible study and I will admit that sometimes it's actually really annoying but I know it's what's best for my soul I know it's what's best for for my mind to just spend time in a great community and so if you don't already have those kinds of friends get them I don't care if it's one friend or 10 friends I am 100% sure that there is a healthy church around you with a healthy community that you can get yourself plugged into. I don't really listen. I won't say I won't listen, but something that's really hard for me is actually when people tell me that they don't need community. Because God himself was in community. In Genesis, when God is creating Um, all of these different things and then he's like hey we're going to create man in our image when he says our image he's actually in community with god the father god the son and god the holy spirit this is how community started right from the get-go and then from there we see that adam and eve when it's just adam god's like hey it's not good for man to be alone let me make him a helper and then there's two people that is already a community I don't care what anyone says. I don't, if there is, I, I have never seen a scripture that supports the idea that we were meant to do life alone. And if you are that person, hey, I would love for you to share that scripture with me so I can learn for myself and even correct myself if I'm wrong. But I don't think I'm wrong. I think time and time again, God and, and his word has actually encouraged us to be a part of community. 
I love reading through the book of Acts. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible. I just love reading how the early church started and how you had all of these friends who who then um, just participated in being a disciple of Jesus and spreading his word. And and that grew the early church grew from like 120 to like literally thousands and till this day we see the church growing and it's such a beautiful process but they did that together even when Jesus sent out his disciples he sent them out in two he did not send them one by one and be like hey Paul you go do this hey you go do this like he did not do that he sent them out in twos for a reason and so I so deeply am I'm just so passionate about community and I think that we should be too we need each other in this life we do whether you want to believe it or not, I need you. I can't even tell you how many times that I've actually been so discouraged with um, being an online content creator. Like it might surprise a lot of people, but I'm actually probably more discouraged, um, especially in this season than I am encouraged. I feel a lot of different things when it comes down to that. And it's really hard and it's really challenging, especially emotionally and mentally for me, because it's just like, man, God, like, I don't want to do it. Like there are really days where I just want to delete Instagram for believers, like permanently. I'm not talking about disabling it and like taking a social media break. Like there are days where I just want to be done. There are so many days where I just want to be done if I'm being honest. And I'm not even talking about like just Instagram for believers. There are just days where I just want, I just, I feel like giving up. And I know that's not God's heart and I know that's not what he wants for me. But I say all of that to say is I definitely feel like that definitely get those feelings and I cannot tell you how many times at just the right time I have gotten a message via Instagram for believers of someone saying hey like I really just appreciate you I appreciate this platform and all that you're doing to help encourage the the community of of believers everywhere I just really wanted you to know that this post has blessed my life like I get the randomest messages like that at just the right time and that's what the community of, of Christians and, and, and believers is all about. The last tip I want to give you in growing in your relationship with Christ is actually one that I think should come pretty easy. And that's actually to deny yourself. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 it's Jesus speaking to his disciples and he says, hey, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. When it comes to growing in our relationship with the Lord, we really have to deny our flesh. We have to deny ourselves. And that may seem like a taboo subject, but it's written plain and clear in scriptures. There are going to be times where your flesh wants to, to just like retaliate and rebel. But the beautiful thing about all of this is that when we deny ourselves and we take up our cross and follow Jesus, it says that we'll find our lives. Like we will find what it is that we're looking for in this life. If we want to get closer to God, we've got to take there's, again, there are so many other scriptures and things that I can pull and say, but these are just things that I wanted to point out as hopefully a priority for you. But deny your flesh. 
I did a podcast a couple of, I don't even know, it might have been a year or two now, but it, it's called, uh, <laughs> it's called Kiki, Do You Love Me? At the time the Drake song was trending, it, it just worked with the message. But um, when I did this message, so it's originally a sermon that I wrote and a message that I've preached. Um, if y'all don't know, I preach and write sermons. <laughs> and so um, I remember there was this time in my life where I was deeply in love. I am 30 years old, and I think with all of my heart, this was the first time I really understood what it was to be in love. Now, don't get me wrong. I love people, but I have never experienced love until this. And so this was a couple of years ago. And so I was dating someone, and the relationship was about two years total. Um, There were some on and off moments, but I really was in love with this person. And the reason I say I know I was in love is because there was nothing, and I mean nothing or no one, that I would let get in the way of me and this person's relationship. Whenever this person felt, if I'm being honest, a little insecure about another friend that was a potential threat, it was, hey, I'm getting rid of you, not because I don't care about you. I mean, I care about you, but I care about this person more, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to protect the relationship. I literally did whatever um, I could to make this person happy. I did whatever I could to make sure that we were good, and it was great. Till this day, it has been one of the greatest relationships of my entire life. I have no regrets in it. Um, It just didn't work out. But I remember, I remember like even every, when I did wrong, when I didn't understand how to communicate properly, when I messed up, I was very quick to apologize and very quick to, I will never do it again. And I didn't. And I remember one day being in conversation with the Lord and I was like so happy. And I was like, God, like as my, as my father, that's how I talk. I'm like, God, like, I just really love said person. Like, I really am so in love. I can see a future. Like, I, I just, I love this person so much. And I remember the Lord saying, hmm, that's nice. I wish you would love me like that. And I felt immediate conviction in my heart. And I said, what are you talking about, Lord? Like, I love you. Like, hello. Like, this is me. And then God started showing me what he meant. He said, my unique, you don't do whatever it takes to keep our relationship consistent and and good all the time. You do things that actually hurt me because our sin hurts God, right? You do things that hurt me and pull you away from me. You let people and other things keep you from spending time with me. So I wish you would love me like you loved this person. I wish you were in love with me just so much that you would hate the things that I hate, that you would prioritize a relationship with me first. And I remember that day and I remember just crying out to God and just being like, dang, like, I am so sorry. The truth was I did love God. But I was not in love with God because when you're in love, you do whatever it takes to protect the relationship. You do whatever it takes to keep um, the relationship going alive and fun. You, You don't let things come in the way and jeopardize that. And that was probably one of the most convicting seasons of my life is when God pointed out that I had loved his creation more than I loved him as my creator. So maybe that's you. 
Maybe you have been where I have been. Maybe you're new to all of this and you're trying to figure it out. I pray that you take these words that I have said and work it out in your own lives and figure out what your relationship with the Lord is going to look like because it all looks different for everyone. But if I'm going to encourage you in anything on how to grow your relationship with the Lord, how to get closer to him, spend time with him. Spend time praying. Spend time reading the word. Make sure you're removing those distractions. Let nothing keep you from being at the feet of Jesus every single day. It's not going to be perfect when you start. Remember, it takes 21 days to build a habit. But if you do it as consistently as you can every day, I promise you it will continue to grow. Get around community. Get around like-minded friends who are going to push you and propel you towards the things of the Lord, not away from him. And remember, we're all trying to figure this thing out. The blueprint for the Christian life is actually our Bibles. And so, like I said, there are so many other scriptures I can read through right now. There are so many other verses that I can point you to. But again, I like to keep things very simple. The way that I grow my friendships around me is I spend time calling. If you don't know, I'm probably on the phone with Tia every second of every day. No, not literally. But I call her a lot. Um, I spend time at my friend's houses. I spend time grabbing lunch, grabbing dinner. I spend time communicating my feelings and being emotionally and vulnerable, like emotionally available and vulnerable with people. Like these are just a few steps that we can take as we this year make a commitment to draw near to the Lord, as we make that commitment to grow closer to him. Might be hard. It might be challenging, but I promise it's always worth it. Hey, thanks for listening. If you have made it this far, if this message or um, can you tell that I work in ministry? Because like, dang, if this podcast has encouraged you, I would please share it with your friends. It has been a minute since I have consistently done podcasts. And so I am actually starting from the bottom on up with this podcast, trying to be consistent in making episodes and creating content. And I could use your help. I could use your help by you sharing this on your platform. Make sure you share it with friends. And maybe you know someone that's a new believer or they're really trying to get their relationship back with the Lord. Share this podcast with them. Be sure to let people know. Um, that God is is so good. He is so good to us and we do not deserve it, but yet he still shows up every single time. Hey, I love you. If I can be praying for you, please send me a message. You can connect with me at Instagram for believers, or if you want to follow my personal page, don't know why you would want to do that. It is Miss My Unique. It has been such an honor and a privilege to be able to do this life with you guys for the last 10 years. It has been an incredible journey, an incredible ride, and I look forward to seeing what God has next. I will see you guys in the next episode.